Welcome to the Geek Not On Topic Debrief. I am Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. And uh, today, we're not uh, doing an off-topic debrief. We're not doing a big main episode. We are uh, going to be talking about the topic of Comic-Con. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2022 has just ended. And uh, we're going to be bringing you some fun highlights and tidbits and uh, stuff that we found interesting in there. There's probably a lot more stuff. And um, you can let us know what we uh, what we missed out on or if there's something that you really think was uh, in our wheelhouse by uh, by emailing us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Or you can find us on the social medias, uh, Facebook, Geek Exploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, or Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. You could also call and talk to us at uh, 916-ORC-TURD. That is 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. Tell us all about uh the old comic con yeah and i imagine there's probably going to be a lot of stuff that we miss because i mean we're not going to cover everything we don't have time to cover everything no. also we weren't there even if you were there i don't think you'd be clued into everything because there's just a lot yeah like you look at like the the highlights coming out of there and it's a lot and that's burying loads of smaller stuff yeah that's true it's tough when you're just searching for news and shit that happened there and you have to, you know, find people that, that have collected all of this data, but it's still just going to be the biggest things, and they're going to miss things, too. Yeah, one thing that, was, that I found kind of helpful was uh, Mythandriel from the Geekly Grind. Like, he was there, and I follow him on Twitter. And so I set him to, like, notify me every time he's... And he was posting 30 fucking tweets a day with little cool things that he found at Comic-Con. Cool. And so like, it was like, I, got, I think I got, like, clued into some cool, smaller stuff that uh, like the mainstream media is not super you know not super into because it's not at the mcu or something giant yeah so th- I, I i thought that was really handy yeah um so what do you say you want to go oh wait how are you ben oh i'm good i found that segue into business very easily i know i've been thinking about that ac for like the past 30 seconds i was like i wonder how how good how good he is at taking that out? We'll see. You know, you can hear it. I left it on at the beginning of the last episode. Oh too, yeah, because turning it off sucks. <laughs> so you were doing better uh, until a few seconds yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm going to continually get worse for the next hour as we talk as the temperature rises in here. Oh boy, <laughs> temperature talk. <laughs> how about you? Um, I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, still doing all right oh. every time. So oh, someone really? Says that, I think that. Awesome. Hey, that'll go into our uh, Queen episode, which, do you want to do that next week? Yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. All right, everyone, uh, hit us up at those sources that I already pointed out a second ago about uh, your thoughts on the band Queen. Um, That's going to be our next episode. That's my favorite band in the world. So um, it's going to be a fun one to talk about, hopefully. Hopefully I'm I'm not just in my head. But um, other than that, yeah, I um, sort of coming out of the, the COVID brain fog. Uh, I think today was the first day I woke up like excited. You know, like I've I've just been really dulled. Like like yeah. I don't get super angry. I don't get very happy. It's just been sort of like, uh, but like this morning I was like, all right, yeah, let's get moving. I'm 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 ready to go. I guess the the other big thing like we finished issue two. Like it's oh, yeah. out for review. We sent it to Chuck Pineau, our editor. To give final thoughts, and it's getting sent to the printer like next week. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for the delay. Anybody who uh, who is a listener that backed the campaign, but it's uh, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Like I, I realized, I think it was like Thursday. I was like, 
holy shit, we have like a fully readable comic now. Awesome. Damn, we should have like toasted a, a, a drink to that when I showed up here. Oh yeah, well we will after this. Yeah. Yeah, super stoked. We got the, I got the trading card image done finally because oh, I, so I colored cool. that thing myself and that was just a huge stressful load. Like I, I had like a moment after I was done drawing the comic, you know, when they were all off to the colorist. I was like, ah, this is great. And I was like, oh, fuck. I've Except got, I've got, the, yeah, a, a, uh, an image that has nine characters in it and a couple extras, you know, getting blown up. So it was a uh, woof. But yeah, we, we, we have, crossed a finish line yeah well you're never truly finished as soon as we cross the finish line it'll be time to work on issue three yeah so yeah i, I will be taking a little break i've i've i burnt myself out a little bit yeah but, it's um, been hot and heavy the last couple months yeah i'll probably take a couple commissions uh, to be honest wow we're getting way off topic here this is an on-topic debrief <laughs> John. Oh, shit <laughs> i think i may not draw the next one digitally i don't know i, I want to see I'm, I'm gonna have to get a few people's opinions on if they thought the art was improved or not because i you know trying an entirely different method but like i feel resentful towards that ipad right now especially after doing that entire trading card image on there like in digitally inking it and coloring it like i'm i'm angry at the ipad <laughs> I'm, I'm burnt out on it i like i haven't even been bringing it around with me i've been trying to draw in sketch pads more because i feel like i just lost my connection to actual physical art and it's making me sad interesting yeah it's it's a weird feeling all right on with the show comic con um as you said we weren't there um i wasn't ready to to go down there i mean i, I there's like a hundred thousand people or something it looked packed like comic con usually is yeah and uh, yeah, that's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. And I didn't want to get COVID. Again. Yeah. Well, I, the, the reason I didn't go is because I didn't want to get fucking COVID and I got it right before Comic-Con anyway. Comic-Con's back, baby. Fuck yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm glad that it's back and I'm glad that cons are back. I, I've only been to Comic-Con once. We did a whole episode about it. So I'll keep it brief. Like mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun, but it's also a fucking zoo mm -hmm. and it's overwhelming and you know, like it, it was cool and I would like to do it again one day, but it's not the kind of thing I'd want to do every year. Yeah. Sometimes it's gross. Yeah. And like, like, you know, I, oh, I went to the last one there was in, in 2019, I was getting a lot of Facebook memories popping up when uh, Angelina and I went and it was a really good trip, but yeah, like it's inside on the floor. It's rough. Like, especially where, you know, like the, the big, like Star Wars Mecca area, it's just, yeah. it is so jammed and so smelly that like, I, I think I'm good, but I, I may go next year. The panels are the really cool thing. And yep. like, not like the Hall H giant MCU panel. I'm fine getting that news later, but like the smaller, you know, artist creator panels where you can, you know, listen to some of your favorite writers or artists talk about the craft. Like, I, I think mm -hmm. that's way more interesting. Agreed. To me, than, uh, than what the next phase of the MCU is. Man, this is going to be tough. I got to figure this out because I know Angelina had a really good time. So if I'm like, oh, I'm taking Ben, it's just going to be sad. She can always buy a ticket, John. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, man, they had really good fish tacos, too. I want those fish tacos again. Hopefully that one random vendor will be there. So you want to start off with the MCU? I mean. Yeah, yeah, let's get do that it. shit out of the way because it's. It's a lot, and I think we can kind of largely breeze through it. Yeah, that's that. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, it is a lot of information, but 
it's not a lot of like necessary like analytical information. Yeah. So I guess like the remainder of phase four, we've got what? She-Hulk and Wakanda Forever. Is that pretty much it? That's gonna I think so. Wakanda Forever is gonna wrap up phase four. We got new trailers for both of those. Yeah. What'd you think? I was pleasantly surprised because before watching those trailers, I gave almost no shit about it. And and I was a little bummed when I was looking at my at my notes. I was like, am I just gonna be talking shit and being bummed yeah Yeah. and watching the new she-hulk trailer i feel like i got it more it looked a lot better than the first one yeah and it didn't seem like it was like comedy at the expense of the viewer like like guardians of the galaxy or like you know uh stakesless comedy like it seemed like it was just a cleverly written show that's going to be fun which which i think i mean a lot of a lot of people complain about but i think that's a great i mean that is a fantastic fit for She-Hulk. Yeah. They showed the little bit where she breaks the fourth wall, yep. which she does in the book. Like, I mean, this is all holds up. There's going to be a bunch of people that are angry at strong green woman uh, <laughs> that have no idea what, what She-Hulk in the comics was. Yeah, uh, they're all this woke shit. They're shoving a, what, they have to have a female Thor, now a female Hulk? Yeah. And you're like, no, those both exist in the comic books, and they were very popular. Well, and She-Hulk is so so distinct from regular Hulk. Yeah. It is not just a like a gender-swapped Hulk. She is legitimately her own character doing her own thing. Yeah. I think the CGI is still going to be tough to yeah. deal with, but at least it it looked like it was like it was cleverly written. And I think I think that's that's the key to all of this is that, you know, like humor doesn't make up for bad writing. Yes. But but if it's well written and humorous, good. And I hope it is well written and doesn't just look well written in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that quick little shot of uh, of Blonsky turning into abomination. Like I didn't see Shang-Chi, so I don't know if that was exactly his look uh, there, yeah, but he was about, yeah. Okay, cuz it, it okay, I, yeah. I love those new spikety ears and shit. Like it's more comic accurate. And the little the little shot of Daredevil at the Fuck end. Fuck yeah. Uh in black unfortunately instead of bright red, but uh you know Take what you can get. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's what I hear they're gonna go for with that born again thing. But we'll get to that in a second because that's not phase four. Um Wakanda Forever, I knew nothing about except seeing the images of, you know, like um um Shiri and Okoye and the Queen. Yeah. Um just in like promotional images. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised by this trailer. Like, there's a fuck ton of Namor. Yeah. In and, the trailer. And I wasn't expecting that. Like it starts out, it's kind of slow. It's, I mean, it's just kind of like there's stuff going on and there's like these people on whale. Cause I didn't know anything about Namor being in it at all. Oh, okay. I don't uh, troll the message boards for tidbits of news. Yeah. And I'm like, why are there a bunch of people on whales? What's going on? And then like, I see him get out of the water. I'm like, that's, that, that's fucking Namor. Like, mm-hmm. uh, why he's the only one that's not blue? Like all the other Atlanteans are, are blue, but him, I think, I, I think in the comics, like it, it was like a half blood thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. My first thoughts on like the first like 30 seconds of it was, well, okay, this is, this looks like, I don't know what's, what's happening. It looks, it's deep and emotional. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a little slow and not, you know, not very action packed. It's kind of dull. Yeah. A a weird, like solemn, no woman, no cry version. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, it looks like they're going to, Wakanda's going to be at war with Atlantis potentially. Is that what's maybe happening? Yeah, I mean, I imagine it would be Atlantis at war with the surface. Yeah. I, but I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, story details have been turbo light yeah, like I all anything. around. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, okay, I know they're not recasting T'Challa. Yeah. And so I'm like, what the fuck is this going to be? I don't know. I don't really care. It was another one of those, like, am I just going to be shitting on this moment? And then watching the trailer, I was like, you know what? Like this, 
This actually looks pretty fucking cool. Like, I, I didn't think they were going to show us that much Namor. And uh, I, I had kind of forgotten about Namor, even though there was some concept art a few months ago that was leaked. And it looks like what he looks like um, in this, you know, like he's got the little little uh, green shorts and then some some like gold armor and shit. But I mean, I may catch it in theaters, which is something I didn't think I was going to do. I'm not, I'm not you know, I'm not a big Black Panther head. First one was okay, but... Yeah, I enjoyed the first one, and like I like his character in general. But it wasn't a book I read a bunch when I was a kid or anything. So, yeah, like I don't have a deep knowledge of Wakanda yeah the, the world in there. Like I'm, I don't know what's going on. So yeah, I'm stoked. So then we got Phase Five. There's a lot happening in Phase Five. Yeah, there's a lot happening, and very little that I that that made me think I'm excited about this. Like, Thank you. <laughs> like I'm looking at it, I'm like I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. So like. It basically, the the a quick and dirty rundown. It's six TV shows and six movies in fifteen months, which seems like a lot. Like I'm already feeling a little burnt out, guys. I'm not gonna watch all these. No, there is a zero percent chance that I'm gonna watch all these. I don't need this much of this in my life. Um, I'm I'm already kind of burnt out on on Disney in general, and just this this amount of content in that amount of time. Like, give me maybe two movies a year and i'll be a happy man yeah yeah back in the original days of the mcu it was two and then shortly after that expanded into three movies a year perfect make them events make them spectacles but they also made them you know things that i really cared about i mean uh, ant-man quantumania like they uh they put out a poster and i read like a uh, a trailer description it sounds like it's going to be fun sounds important too because kang is going to be showing up in this so that is, and, and, you know, those movies, they've never been like the best, but they've never been bad. Yeah. Like yeah, the, those fun. movies don't make me angry. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll watch that. Like secret invasion. I don't know much about, and I'm not sure how much I care about a Nick Fury show. I'll, I'll definitely give it a try. I've got Disney plus. So is Nick Fury going to be in it? Yeah. Because, uh, so what, is this occurring in the p- past? Is it tying into like Captain Marvel? Because there were scrolls in that. Um, no, I think it's it's spinning out of the um, the idea from what was it at the end of was it at the end of Spider Man Far From Home when when you found out that Nick Fury and Maria Hill were scrolls and that Nick Fury was up on a satellite and so I think it's going to introduce Sword and you know like the, the the counterpoint to Shield. <laughs> yeah. Well, they introduced that in in WandaVision. Oh, did they actually call it sword? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I think it's going to be carrying on from that. Um, but I'm not sure. I don't I don't think it's going to be a past project, but who knows? Um, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Personally, the the second one burnt me. Like like the those movies, you know, same thing with like the the new Thor stuff where where there is no stakes. The joke is king. And I yeah. don't I don't I'm not interested in Is that. James Gunn doing it? Yeah. He has the ability to put stakes in there when he wants to. So if if it's more Peacemaker and less Guardians Volume Two, fantastic. Yeah. Or more Guardians Volume One and less Volume Two. Yeah, yeah, no also kidding. Also great. Uh, Echo, I don't give any shits about at all. Yeah, they they introduced her in the Hawkeye series, which I didn't watch past like the second episode. So I just don't. I mean, I know she's a character from Daredevil, and she's deaf. Um, but she's got some sort of power of some kind. Maybe it's like a mimicry power. I can't remember. Um, sure. Like, honestly, looking at this all out of all the TV shows, Daredevil is the only one that I'll probably check out because you've got Loki season two. Yep. Uh, I Loki left a bad taste in my mouth. I, I mean, yep. th- the problem is 
if you want to understand the like the Kang the Conqueror movie, uh, you're probably going to have to watch fucking Loki season two and probably going to have to watch Quantumania, yep. which is a movie at least. But like you're going to have to watch some of these TV shows to really understand to fully appreciate what's going on in the movies. Yeah. And I hate that they want to make me every 15 months watch 40 hours of stuff like fuck guys. Yeah. 40 hours might even be conservative because there's probably 10 hours for each show. There's six shows that's 60 hours. Nah, they're probably like six episodes and like 45 minutes of pop. Oh yeah. They haven't been doing 10 episodes. Yeah. So even if you look at still six hours each, there's six of them. That's 36 hours on its own. Yeah. Plus at least two hours for each of the other movies. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you're, you're into 48 hours of material that you have to watch. So Anyway, Loki season two, there's the Marvels, mm-hmm. which, uh, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of Captain Marvel. Nope. I have not, I haven't watched Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel, but I've, I've heard a lot of people say good things about it. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll be good. Blade. I, I'm down to watch Blade. I don't know if it's going to be better than the first one. You know, <laughs> the, it's, the it's original Wesley Snipes. One. I love that movie. The, the thing, the thing with Blade for me, and the, this is kind of, or it might be a shitty line in the sand to draw. But it's like the second I see Blade PG thirteen, like oh, it loses yeah, so absolutely. much poop in in my opinion. Like I I want I want that to be gory and violent, you know. And then then we've got Ironheart, who's going to be introduced in uh, Wakanda Forever, and she's a, a character named Riri it's Williams, really, yeah. yeah, who uh, who creates her own Iron Man armor. So you know, I mean, let's see let's see if she's compelling in Wakanda forever. And then I'll, then I'll make the call whether or not, you know, I want to see it. Um, Agatha coven, uh, the coven of chaos. It kind of seems like after Dr. Strange too, it's a little late for an Agatha story and like an ongoing, unless it's Scarlet a prequel Witch story. Oh yeah. Like a prequel, like how Agatha got the dark hold in the first place kind of thing. At that point the, I think the, the question would be, who gives a shit? That's yeah, and like, how is it, how are they going to bring Agatha into play in the future? Because otherwise, like, why are we doing anything? Like, I would I would love it if the Wanda story was just done. Like, I I don't yeah I don't see it being compelling anymore because you know she needed to either get bigger or get dead, and it seems more like she got dead. So you know, if if we're heading into the Kang Dynasty and whatnot, then um, yeah. It's time to let her go. My guess is it's a prequel that just kind of flushes some stuff out because they sold a lot of singles of that stupid song from WandaVision. So they figure maybe we can make some more money on this. There, yeah. there's, there's a teat that has yet to be milked. <laughs> uh, I don't care about it all. I thought I didn't really like her character in WandaVision necessarily. Uh, so yeah. yeah, not into it. Then, I mean, the big one. This, this is the one that has me most excited is Daredevil Born Again, an 18 episode daredevil 18? series 18 holy shit i'm kind of i mean i'm a little scared because that's a big fucking season especially if you're trying to do one story and it with it being called born again which is like you know probably the most legendary daredevil story by uh by frank miller and uh klaus jansen or no sorry it was uh it was david mazzucchelli uh and i think klaus jansen inked it oh shit i should have done my research um but I mean, that story is legend, but 18 episodes, that's a lot. But I mean, we're going to get Daredevil and, and uh, Kingpin back in the MCU. Maybe that's what they need to tell the story. If they looked at it and they were like, 
We want to tell this story. We want to do it justice. It's going to take 18 episodes, guys. I'd prefer that than them saying, nope, fit it into eight. Yeah. I just remember in the in the Netflix uh, Marvel series, including Daredevil, they ran like 12 or 13 episode seasons, and there always felt like there was like two or three episodes that, that were, yeah, that were, that were just didn't need to be there. Um, but here's hoping. Um, then we've got Captain America, New World Order, the, uh, the Falcon Captain America 4 movie coming out that we've been hearing about. The director was announced whose name I have spaced on, um, but it's coming in uh, May of 2024. I believe that. <laughs> that is a piece of news. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything to really say about it. Yeah, there's no story details. Same thing with what rounds out phase five, which is Thunderbolts. They've been setting up here. I know yeah. absolutely nothing about Thunderbolts, so. Yeah, I mean, Thunderbolts, in a nutshell, was basically when uh, when the Fantastic Four and Avengers got wiped out of existence, it was the Masters of Evil, like Baron Zemo and um, fucking... Goliath and Songbird. I can't, I'm having trouble remembering like a lot of these characters, like, like what their masters of evil name was versus their moons. So basically villains posed as heroes to fill the gap. And, um, I think nowadays it's just like, you know, the, 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 the rebel badass. It's kind of like the suicide squad. Yeah. Um, so it had like, you know, Red Hulk and Punisher was on it for a while and Electra, and that's what they've been setting up with U.S. agent and, you know, Ju- Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character who's gathering people now. I think Blonsky will probably, you know, Abomination will probably be on it re- rather than having a Red Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. They've already got two Hulks to deal with. They don't yeah. need to thir- throw a third in there. The, uh, the, the blonde Black Widow, the Elena Belova. Yeah. You know, I didn't watch Black Widow, but yeah. And like, so that's phase five uh i I think ant-man quantumania and uh and daredevil are the the two things that really stand out that i'm excited for but that's a lot of stuff that i'm not excited for but i don't want to sit here and bitch about it no it's a lot of stuff that i'm not gonna watch yeah i'm i'm not gonna watch all that i i don't have time to watch all that i don't have the energy to watch all that uh yeah you know i was thinking about it i mean it is a little bit of an aside but like I think part of why I feel kind of burnt out on some of this stuff is the fact that we have a podcast. So it's like, anytime I watch it, I'm not just like turn brain off, entertain self. Like my brain is now in the mode of like, all right, form an opinion on this. And when I'm going to have to talk about it, and when I stop and form an opinion about it, I'm like, actually, this is kind of, butt. <laughs> you know, but if I was just to let it fly by me ethereally, and uh, be gone. Uh, maybe I'd enjoy it more. Yeah, it know. might. It might be like, hey, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. It wasted my time. <laughs> so we're, for phase six, I mean, it had a bunch of dates there. But to be honest, from what I've seen of phase six, I'm fucking stoked because that's where we got our gosh damn Fantastic Four. Yep. We've got Avengers: Kang Dynasty and Avengers: Secret War. There we go. I, and I'm wondering if Secret War. Uh, like, I'm assuming they're going to go with the, you know, 2000s one and not the uh, original. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, well, okay. So there was Secret Wars back in the 80s and Secret Wars 2, which was like the, the battle world. Yeah. Let's mash them together. Then there was Secret War by Brian Michael Bendis and uh, Gabriel or Gabriel Delato, which was more of like a shield covert ops mission. And then there was Secret Wars in the uh, later on in the later 2000s 
that uh that, the, basically the whole world got destroyed and, yeah and doom was able to save it in his you know and mold it in his image and that was a really cool interesting story well and at its core it was kind of a rehash of the original um yeah kind of yeah, but, but it was done, like doom with the beyonder power rather than just everyone fight done a lot more interest like with a lot more depth yeah than uh than the, i mean the original one was there honestly there uh, the original one would still be a pretty cool movie just like, put <laughs> yeah. all, you know uh, just a straight up fucking slugfest uh, yeah i mean on I, alien planet movie. i i do Actually, I need to go back and and read the uh, the Hickman one, the Hickman Isad Ribic, because it, it it looked really cool. I read, I you know, I, like I read uh, basically like highlights of it, and it seemed cool. But it was good. Yeah, when we did our Secret Wars episode, I read I, I read through most of it, and I went and finished the rest of it, and it w- it was good. There was a whole lot of setup to get to the point where the world gets destroyed, though, and I did oh, not. Okay, I did not get through all that. Like, I mean, there was like a. 90 issue run of avengers oh that's right that, pre- that, that was there like were the two seasons of loki it. and there was a an agatha season you had to watch and yeah. there was a <laughs> and I didn't uh, get through marvels those. yeah but i am stoked the fantastic four is coming back i'm really curious to see what they do with them uh they'll fit in well with kang and secret wars I, i'm sure in phase six they'll shoehorn uh you know seven or eight tv shows in that same time period yeah, I'm, and I'm kind of curious what what they're going to do as far as the X-Men before Secret Wars, because hopefully they would be involved in that, too. No movie, it sounds like. Yeah, not yet. Unless unless they have an animated Wolverine popover from X-Men 97. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, we got our first look at, uh, at X-Men 97. Did you see some of those uh, some of those character designs? Yeah, I saw some of the like stills. Like yeah. I was hoping for a something in motion, but I, I, could, nah. I didn't see anything. No, and, and man, fucking animation taking so long to do that it's still not going to come out for over another year. I'm like, yeah. fuck, I, I feel like I heard about this a year ago. Like, uh, I want to see it. I want to see it so bad. I'm just hoping they don't change the theme song. Oh, they, they wouldn't it, dare. They would be fools to re- rewrite the theme song. Oh, man. I mean, this is pure nostalgia. And uh, I'm, I think I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pick up where it left off, uh, do something cool, as long as they don't fucking Kevin Smith it. <laughs> I'm curious to see how many of the original voice actors they'll they'll get back. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, let's see. No, I don't know of any deaths. I, I, no, I, I think the guy who played Sabretooth, for some reason, I feel like, like I heard about him passing at some point over the years. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of a random pull. Maybe I shouldn't, uh, shouldn't even sign myself <laughs> up for that. Um, in other animation news, we got uh, Spider-Man freshman year, which, oh, great. They're going back to uh, Spider-Man as a fucking teenager. I was really hoping when I heard the title that it was freshman year of college. Yeah. <laughs> nope. It's freshman. It's a, it's, it occurs before homecoming. It's freshman year of high school. Again. Again yeah. Um, the, the thing that's cool, though, is the design of, of this. Like yeah. They showed a lot of uh, a lot of character design work. And um, it's it's interesting. It's going back to a more like '60s Steve Ditko kind of feel. I, um, I think that all the art they were showing was uh, was by this artist. Uh, I think it's uh, Leo Romero. I follow him on uh, on Instagram, and he's he's really good. He's got a cool retro style. So bummer they're going back to you know early Spider Man. But Charlie Cox's Daredevil is is apparently going to show up there, or at least a Daredevil voiced by Charlie Cox. Yeah. Do we know what age group it's going to be pointed at? I do not know. 
Like I, I'm assuming, you know, I mean, it's Disney. 14 so year olds. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not going to be like a gritty, gory no. high school Spider-Man back when he was still willing to kill. So yeah, I'm assuming I'm imagining that it's going to be kind of in the same era as most of the other animated Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, where it's, it's appropriate for like afternoon cartoon. Yeah. Like yeah. Post-school. Enjoy the cartoon thing, like the Amazing Spider-Man and stuff was. Yeah, and and looking at the design work, like hopefully this this show will have style because the last couple Spider-Man series to come come out were just sort of standard. You know, like okay, it's a cartoon, great. Um, I think the most recent one, I, I didn't care for at all. The one that came for came after Ultimate Spider-Man, like and it had like a thin art style, and it yeah. just, I don't know, I it wasn't for me personally. In other animation news, we, we've got confirmation that season two of What If is coming out early 2023. So they've been hard at work on that. Which I noticed was not in the phase four timeline. See, I, I was thinking about that. And I think it's because it's something outside of, you know, like, like main universe stuff. Yeah, except in the end of the last one, it almost felt like they were looking to tie it in. Yeah, and like Captain Carter did show up in uh, in Doctor Strange. Yeah, you know, and they're they're like they're calling this you know the whole three four five six thing the you know the multiverse saga now. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe because they didn't have a logo for it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and they did confirm that there is a season three planned. Well, of course there is. Oh shit! One note I just saw going back to uh, Quantumania. Apparently, Modoc is going to be in that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I wonder how they're going to do it. I want to see a practical Modoc. That'll be pretty rad. Oh, you won't see a practical oh, anything well, in that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I bet they're going to CGI on the I fucking like, Ant Man helmet. A live action. Yeah. Uh, uh, as live as action is these days, Modoc. Um, and that's all I've got as far as Marvel. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess in other animation, there was a Beavis and Butthead preview for the new Beavis and Butthead mm-hmm. series. And, uh, it was pretty good. It was solidly Beavis and Butthead. It was. Oh, it's uh, a new series. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because I know they they did they put out the new movie. Yeah. The Beavis and Butthead do the universe or yep. something. Yeah, I've not watched it yet because I think it's on Peacock or some shit or you know, <laughs> one of those things I don't have. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna have to pirate it. That's what I'm gonna do. Let me know. I'll watch it with you. It looked pretty solid, and I was stoked to see they're not critiquing music videos like they're sitting on the couch. Uh, at least in the one that they were doing, they were making fun of a TikTok video. Oh, awesome. So I imagine they'll be, it'll be TikTok and YouTube and other more modern shit since, you know, what the fuck are music videos? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, MTV's not a, th- they don't play music videos anymore. Yeah, like videos still exist because I was at a party last night where they had two different TVs playing two different like music video channels, but I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening here. And the music that was playing on the stereo was probably different than either of those videos. I'm like, why am I looking at this? I mean, what I have seen a lot of is like Bollywood and uh, K-pop videos. Those are still definitely a thing. Like there's a Korean barbecue place near my parents' house that I go that they've always, they've just got constant K-pop music videos playing in the background there. What's that Korean barbecue place? Like to Toki bop or something like that it's uh it's near like home depot there it's got that it's like korean barbecue and fried chicken Mm. it's pretty good i liked it and he did not like it oh there is that little strip there with with restaurants yep important hard-hitting stuff yeah yeah and apparently uh, something that got me excited that came from mike judge was uh you know they asked about king of the hill yeah, as they have for years. Yeah, and uh, and at that panel, he said that it, that that show has a very good chance of coming back. 
which I'm excited about because that that show is so underrated in my opinion. Like it lasted for what 10, 11 seasons. Yeah, oh yeah. So like it 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 did well enough on that Fox block, but it just it never hit the popular heights that like The Simpsons or um, or Family Guy did. And it's the same thing with with a show like American Dad, which like it it forever existed in the shadow of Family Guy. I think it was way better than Family Guy. I loved American Dad. It was so good. I think King of the Hill is my favorite Mike Judge show. Yes. By 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 a good bit. Yeah. It, it it was really good. It was cleverly written. It didn't rely on, you know, dick jokes and pop culture references. Yeah. Like it it stood on its own two feet as a a good and more serious critique of American culture. Than, than like the Simpsons. Yeah. With, with still like characters that were still outlandish enough and like, like caricatures of, of people in a, in a hilarious way, but without it going to the absurd. Yeah. Yeah. It kept know, it like, kind of like, grounded. Like, yeah. Dale being, being a paranoid person, like he still existed in the real world. Like he wasn't, he wasn't like a, you know, just a complete cartoon or a complete, like, like he, he wasn't something you couldn't believe. You know, he was just like, he was an extreme person. Yeah. I don't know. I, w- I would be so glad to see them come back. I think they'd have to completely write out Luann and um, Lucky, because Tom Petty's passed away now, too. So, um, Oh, yeah. And Brittany Murphy died years ago. So, they you know, they'd, they'd have to I'd, be out. I'd be curious if they would fast forward it to, like, Bobby having kids, maybe. Interesting. You know, I mean, they've they've got eleven seasons of of the of the situation in the last sitcom. I think they would need to update the situation at least slightly. Yeah, but oh man, that's that's a tough conversation to have because like like where do you get more value by giving people what they're used to and just more of it, or or yeah, like like evolving it and and bringing new viewers in. You know, giving people what they're used to is the safe bet. Yeah, and that's probably what would have what what the studio is going to want i mean it worked for futurama which is another one that lived in the shadow but futurama is a little bit more um i I mean it's a little bit different because it's it is a little bit more goofy and and uh episodic and it doesn't have a contemporary setting that that you have to compare exactly like everything's already kind of far future and they didn't get 11 seasons yeah, they're they're probably getting close at this point. At this point, but they're they are, up to but like, mean, like nine or ten. You've got eleven. Yeah. Se- like you've you've mined that well pretty pretty good. And Mike Judge is a, he's a clever, funny guy. Yeah, I bet he could come up with some shit that you know is commentary. Unless they rebooted it entirely and abandoned everything and set King of the Hill in the modern age. But I mean, like it would be different now. I mean, yeah. shit is just different now with people's phones and the internet and meme culture and all this stuff that. And and I and I would like to see. Like Bobby trying to navigate that with his kids and still having, you know, Grandpa Hank come over and not understand well, see the, anything and Uncle Boomhauer coming over. That would be an interesting thing to me because because I imagine that all these years later, that as long as they're all alive and still living on that same alley, that they that Hank and Boomhauer and Dale and Bill would still be doing the exact same thing. Like they won't have changed. No, not at, at all. all. Yeah. They they just have white hair. But like Bobby as an adult with children, like, and, you know, maybe a kid that's, maybe he has a jock for a son or something, you know, to give it that, that odd, like his son. adult Bobby saying like, there's something wrong with that boy. (laughs) 
But uh, so I don't know. I I would check it out. Um, I'd also be willing to let King of the Hill be what it is. Uh, but you know, if, it's not going to ruin anything for me yeah. if they make another one and it sucks. I want to. I like. I really want to go back and watch that show. Angelina it's is great. not a fan at all. Really? But like, oh, it's so yeah. Good. I and I remember when it first came out, being like, "What the fuck is this? These people look weird. This show isn't The Simpsons. This is dumb. Yeah, this isn't goofy at all." And then catching it like like from season like two or three on, it is just brilliant. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, I love that show to death. So I, I guess on a much shorter note, we could chat DC because there was some DC news. But there wasn't a lot of DC news. No. So there were big rumors everywhere that Henry Cavill was going to come out and talk Superman, you know, his the, the cape being back on him and him returning. That did not happen no, at all. I mean, not. of course, anybody who listens to this show or knows me knows that I was hoping it would happen. Or, you know, I would have settled for anyone coming out and saying, like, I'm going to be Superman in a new fucking movie because I want I want Superman content. But. No, we didn't get that. Uh, we we did get a uh, we did get a bunch of trailers, including Black Adam, where you know, in a presentation from Dwayne Johnson, where uh, he got booze from the crowd when somebody asked who would win in a fight, uh, him or Superman, and he said that depends on who's wearing the cape. So going back on all the shit he's been pumping fans up for, I don't know if he's going back on it. I think like the way I took it, which is obviously a different way that, than the fans took it because they were not <laughs> happy. Was I mean, Dwayne Johnson does not get to decide who the new Superman is. That is not up to him. Uh, he probably has some influence. He could probably, and I think he's been throwing his influence around. Like he's been saying, "Hey, you guys should get Henry Cavill in there," and he's been pretty vocal about that. Uh, I think he's trying to put pressure on on Warner Brothers to to give Cavill another movie. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, if if he's not, if he can't announce that Cavill's going to be the next Superman, I mean, he he. He can't say that's going to be him, but saying something like that puts more pressure on Warner Brothers. It's like, that depends. If Warner Brothers does the right thing, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, he should have said that. Yeah, but, but that would that would be rocking a boat. But I think that's, I don't think he was going back on wanting Cavill to be Superman. I think he was, you know, basically saying, well, it's not in, it's not in for me, but you guys know what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's I, how I, I can totally it. see that. And I guess on the note of Black Adam, uh, that trailer looked pretty badass. Yeah. Like, it was cool seeing Dr. Fate and Hawkman. And, yeah, a lot more Dr. Fate. And, uh, was it Tornado or whatever? Uh, it is? T- uh, Twister? Twister, some shit like yeah, that. She, yeah, she's, she's, I she mean, was there. Like, in the I, comic books, she was the, the like, granddaughter of, of the original Ma Hunkle, Red Tornado. Yeah, yeah, and I only, I, I know very little about her. But Hawkman and Dr. Fate are cool. Yeah, and, and there and wasn't Adam a lot Smash. of Adam Smasher in this one. Yeah, I, I saw something more in the first was one. in it, and I missed him when i watched the trailer because i was like was he in there like i, I don't yeah. doubt that he was but i don't i don't remember noticing him he he showed up a little bit more in the first trailer uh, yeah. that came out so i mean it, it it looks it looks cool you know seeing like dudes on flying bikes and shit you know or i mean flying like chitari platform creature thing or like flying motorcycles i don't know whatever those fucking things are but i mean i i'll i'll, I'll check it out for sure why not yeah, it's cool seeing some Justice Society action. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what this leads to, if anything. I mean, of course, they're already talking Black Adam, too, I'm sure. You but... know what? It doesn't need to lead to shit. Like, honestly, I'm happier with DC's announcements on this than I am Marvel's. Like, they gave me, what, two big movies that are going to be coming out in the somewhat near future? And uh, 
that sounds right to me. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. what I want. I don't. No, want... thank you. Well, I mean, the, the, there was probably the the uh, the elephant in the room that where they're like, "What about the Flash?" It's like, "Oh, we're not going to be talking about yeah, the yeah, Flash happen. right don't now." Don't worry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's coming, but you know. Hmm. In the Shazam trailer, he made reference to the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Shazam trailer, I I could not care less. No, it doesn't. I mean, it, it it looks like it's like a fun pseudo comedy. You know. There's a place for that. There's a lot of people that'll be into it. Good for them. Yeah. I'm not excited about it, but uh, go ahead and make it. Sure. There's I think so. people that'll be really into that. I think the first one was probably the most Marvel that DC had gotten. Yeah. To be honest, like, like just looking at the, at the story synopsis, how he's like doubting himself, you know, saying he's not as good as other people. Like that seemed like something I would want to see out of an origin story. Like, I don't think I want to see a sequel movie. Yeah, he's already saved where, the world once. Yeah, like, like he needs to, I, I don't know. I mean, by the end, he's going to be the super confident superhero. But like, I think they also made a mistake in the first one by bringing in the whole, yeah. they're calling it the Shazamily. Like, I, I don't want to see a movie about an entire family of, of Shazam characters. Like, I want I want to see that character stand on its own and be his own superhero. And I, I don't know, I... It's, it doesn't look like it's for me. Yeah, same here. I, like, I think it's it's meant to be more of like a fun family superhero movie. Yeah. Like a properly licensed, like, spy kids but better kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of thing, you know, where it's it's fun and it's a little silly. And, you know, maybe there's a little bit more stakes and it's got some people and properties that you recognize from the DC universe. And that's it. And it doesn't need to tie in with everything and have every, you know, it's in the same universe, but it's not part of some grand plan. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad to see it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I won't go see it in theaters. Probably. I'll <laughs> wait till it's streaming somewhere, but uh, I'm glad I, I'm fine with them making it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And as far as uh, the, uh, the Snyderverse question mark, Jim Lee and his panel, Jim Lee and friends said that they have no plans to uh, continue the Zack Snyder universe. Which probably also concerned the Cavalites. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? I'm going to get all my bots on you. I mean, they're, they're, this isn't from Comic-Con, but there's that, uh, that report in, uh, I think it was Variety, that a very um, big, long, well-researched uh, thing where, like Zack Snyder, it's, it, they, they, they were painting him, you know, allegedly... As kind of a monster, like taking, like weaponizing his social media to take people down when they, when they opposed him. So it's interesting, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think, uh, Warner brothers or David Zaslav is in any hurry to, to reopen that can of worms. Like let's move past it. Yeah. Let's just start making more movies. The Batman was great. Joker two is happening. Great. Let's make a Superman movie. A powerful rich dude in Hollywood using his power to get what he wants. I can't believe that. <laughs> We also got uh, announcements for two animated movies. Um, no, no visuals shown or anything, but there's a Legion of Superheroes and a Justice League War World, which both of those, yeah, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm interested to see them, you know, as long as it's not just like Batman, you know, the 47th adventure. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that things are happening outside of Batman. Oh, yeah, thankfully, yes. I'd, I mean, I'd like to get them a little, a little further away from Batman than both of those properties still. I mean, Legion of Superheroes will probably not have Batman, yeah. and thank you. And I'm also, I've been in a, a Legion mood. I, I did a drawing of them the other day on a, on a blank cover, and it felt really good. Um, traditional media. <laughs> no, but, um, and drawing something that wasn't Batman, Superman, or Spider-Man, or our comic book. Yeah, I'm excited they're happening. I can't wait to see some visuals. 
And I guess the, the, the other big thing from Vertigo is uh, the Sandman trailer coming to Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I saw that and I saw some um, Geekly Grind on the Twitter posted some clips that he took from the panel. Oh, cool. Which was cool um, of Neil Gaiman talking about it. And uh, he had like a clip of him where he, he, he basically compared the audience to a yogurt starter. And he was and it, <laughs> it's just like, you know, we're making this movie for or like we're making this series, you know, for the fans. We know you guys read like everyone here in this hall. You guys read Sandman. You like Sandman. And you're going to go into this with a pretty critical eye, essentially. And like, you don't want us to fuck this up. And if we make something that you guys like, the analogy was like, you're like yogurt starter. If you guys like this, you're going to go out and you're going to tell all your friends that they should watch it. And you're going to tell people you don't know they shouldn't watch it. And you're going to turn the whole world into yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bizarre fucking analogy. But like, I'm stoked to hear him say like, yeah, we're making this for people who enjoyed the book. Like we're okay. not trying to make this for the mass market. We're not trying to dumb it down for people that don't that that weren't into it. We're making this for fans of the book. And if we do that right and you guys like it, it'll be successful everywhere else. And I fucking love to hear that. That's pretty cool cuz I I've, I've been okay, I haven't read the comic book series at all, but I've I've been uh struggling with lately. Like I've been seeing it places and I'm like I should read it before the show you comes out. You never read it? No. Oh, it, I, it was so big for me. Like, yeah. like the art's out there and like the story was ethereal. out there. Yeah. So it was just, it seemed too big. And, but lately, like the past six months, I've been wanting to read it and I'm, and I'm going, do I, do I get into it before the show comes out or do I watch the show? And hopefully that will inspire me to read it. I don't know what to do. Like I was having this conversation with Angelina earlier today and what you just said tells me like, I need to go read the comic. I read... The first run, which is bizarre that you never read it. Where did I? I, I wonder how it came into my hands because I know I didn't buy it, but some I was able to get it from somewhere. Like the trade? Yeah. The first trade? Yeah. And, mm. But I mean, this was this was back when it was near new. Oh, so wow. It was a long, long time ago. Because someone told me it was really cool and it was, you know, it was just, it was different from a lot of other comics that yeah. were going on. And, and the art in it is... It gets kind of nuts. And, yeah, there's a lot and, of artists and a lot of not conventional yeah, comic book artists, absolutely. and that's not what I was into back then. Which is which, like when I heard they were making movies, like how are they? You know, that's going to be tough to adapt that amount of weirdness to the screen. But looking at the trailer, it looked like they did a pretty good job. It looks that trailer good. looked so good. So yeah, I, I, I'm tempted to revisit. I know he did like a second run on it later on too that I never. That I've, I've never read. Yeah, so. there was Sandman Overture. And yeah. then and then for like a couple of years, they had like a Sandman universe where they brought back books of magic and um, fuck, I can't remember any, any of the other titles right now. But I actually just started reading books of magic because I, I collected the whole run because I love the artist on there. But I didn't read past issue like seven of like 23. So I, I just started getting into that again. I mean, and I love Neil Gaiman, like Neil Gaiman. He's a great author. He's a fucking great, yeah, fantastic author. I like his stuff, and I like his his attitude in in general. So, mm -hmm. um, I'm uh, I, I'm I am stoked for this one, and it comes out on the fifth. Like it's soon. Oh shit! August fifth, man. Oh wow! I got to head over to Half Price Books, man. Yeah, they, right? they, they, <laughs> I saw the entire run there. So, so yeah, I'm I am stoked for Sandman. Um, I guess we can round it off with some other trailers that aren't related to comic books at all but are at this comic convention oh yeah yeah shit i was like okay i'm, I'm like we're doing good on time because we're trying to keep ourselves uh 
briefer today. More brief. I th- I think we might make it. We'll see. I don't know, man. We'll see. Well, we got to talk Dungeons and Dragons. Absolutely. So I, I didn't even know that there was that this trailer was going to be at Comic Con. Like yeah. I'd, I'd heard that there was something in the works, but I didn't realize that it was as far along as it is where they could put this trailer out. Uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. It's got uh, Chris Pine starring um, as like the leader of the group. And yeah, the bard. bard. Honestly, I thought it looked fucking good. Really? Okay. The Marvel joke, joke, punch formula is something I'm a little sick of, but a Dungeons and Dragons movie can't take itself too seriously. Okay. Because at least on all the tables I've played at, very rarely is everyone taking it seriously. Like I, I probably laugh more while playing Dungeons and Dragons than I do while doing than doing anything else because shit just goes ridiculous. It gets off the rails. And Podcasting it, sucks, so it's yeah. not going to bring joy into your life. <laughs> it, uh, it, and and it looks like they're they're working all kinds of of little Easter eggs, and um, it looks like they're they're trying to get the feel of a of a, of of the D and D universe and the general community in there to a degree yeah that that's what i was curious about because like when i when i saw the trailer and i saw them talking about it, i was like they're not taking this seriously this is going to be stupid i'm curious what ben will think like i because I, I could have easily seen it going like that that you're like no nah, fuck this this looks stupid because it but, but then thinking about or you know i guess listening to the creators talk about it and how it's like they want to infuse the fun of playing the game yeah. into the movie, Absolutely. you know, and, and, and I was like, oh, that does make sense. Because, I mean, you, you know, play when I D&D play, with us, yeah. shit gets fucking off the rails or something ridiculous happens. Well, and to be honest, when we would be playing and, you know, let, let's say that there are, there are more serious and more, uh, uh, ridiculous. Not serious, yeah, ridiculous people that we were playing with. And I had fun when it got ridiculous, but then I, I, sometimes it felt like to the more serious players that it was getting a little too ridiculous. And I was like, Okay, I don't I like I didn't have any um any concept of what was the right way in in quotes it's to play. It's cuz there isn't. Yeah. People's play styles and the community is so incredibly varied that it's not you're you can't encapsulate, you know, the quintessential D&D experience, you know. So you can just kind of try, you know, try and do, do what you can and and get the feel. It was really cool like seeing an owlbear on screen. I don't know what that is. It was. It was. was the that thing, the dragon that was spitting no, out? No, it was the thing that looked like fire? a bear with an owl's face on it. Oh, an owl bear. Oh, okay, yes, I thought you were saying like owl bear. Oh, owl, yes. like, like a Frenchman. <laughs> no, but yeah, seeing an owl bear, and you know, a, there was a gelatinous cube and a displacer beast, and just kind of seeing some of those things that I know from playing the game on screen was kind of neat. Yeah, and I heard there was a scene with a uh, with a with like a maze that had a bunch of different parties in it, and apparently one of the parties appeared to be based on the '80s cartoon yeah. characters. Yeah. Um, I did not see that, but I thought that was a, that was a cool tidbit. <laughs> the, the, well, and like, I'm not a huge Chris Pine fan. He's not bad. And I think in this role, the bard role in this seems like it'll fit him. And yeah. I'm kind of stoked that they made a bard, like the, the leader of the group, mm-hmm. uh, because the, you know, the bard is kind of a, an ongoing butt of the joke. Fifth edition bards are actually incredibly useful. Uh, but previous editions, they're kind of. It is a bit of a, a meme that they are. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, useless. We had a bard when I was playing with you guys, and he was very, very useful. But he was also one of the more well seasoned D and D players. Yeah, well, and, I mean, in fifth edition, they're they're way more capable than they are in previous editions. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm excited about it. It looks way better than the last Dungeons and Dragons movie we got. Yeah, it, it doesn't have any Wayne's brothers in it, so that's a, that's a plus. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm stoked for it. Yeah, and, like I was pleasantly surprised by everything I saw. Well, good. Uh, then then that that gives me faith in it. Um, let's see some other things that came out. Hey, um, I mean, I don't give a shit about Walking Dead. I was kind of surprised that that it was still going, and that there's two new spinoffs coming out. Apparently, I am shocked to yeah. be honest. Uh, <laughs> I I stopped caring about that. It seems like years ago. Yeah, I thought that well ran dry like eight years ago or something. Yeah, and uh, like the fact that it's still going on and they're still spinning stuff off of it. I mean, good good for them if they could still be making money off of it. But holy shit, I do not care. Uh, did you see the Lord of the Rings Rings of Power the new trailer for it? I didn't. Oh, really? I saw it existed, and for some reason, I just didn't care to watch it. Like that or Game of Thrones. I just, I don't have any desire. I'm, I, yeah, I'm not interested in going back to Game of Thrones right now either. But, uh, and this one, like the first trailer, their last teaser they put out, it was kind of boring. This one made it look cooler. Like it did look better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, like you got a little bit more idea of what was going on. Um, and so it got me a little more interested. Production value looks pretty good. Uh, I'll probably check at least the first first uh few episodes out just yeah just you know to see if it's if it's good uh it's something worth trying yeah. absolutely hey as long as it's not wheel of time because wheel of time so oh yeah yeah i heard it got a third season greenlit i didn't even know there was a second i dropped out <laughs> like halfway through the first one you know i i did read something from uh from the producers that that tickled me about the new lord of the Rings series Apparently the female dwarves are going to have beards. Oh, the, well, because people flipped the fuck out when they didn't have beards. When they put out the promotional stuff. in The Hobbit? Or? No, when they oh. put out the promotional stuff for the, for the original, like the original teaser and the, some promotional stuff. It had like the dwarven queen lady, but she didn't have a beard. And they were like, what the fuck, dude? All dwarves have beards. This is some bullshit. <laughs> Fucking fan. And so uh, I, mean, I don't know if they went back and digitally put beards on everybody. Probably. It's probably easier <laughs> to do that than to take a mustache off somebody, speaking of cattle. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they caved to that. Um, no indication of them caving to all the uh, basement-dwelling fanboys that are mad about black elves, though. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably a good thing. Oh, boy. Yeah. In actual comic news, I've got I've got two two bits of comic news from the world's largest comic convention. Right, you kind of have to dig to get to it. Yeah, I I was uh, like we joked before about not having any comic news, but yeah, I was really stoked to when when some crossed my path because I was just like, oh shit, look, comic news, great, I do have something to say, and it's not much. It's basically a couple of crossovers in my notes. Like I've got, we've got the, uh, TMNT and power Rangers is coming back for yeah. another run. We're getting a uh, second one. That's cool. Like, uh, that's a fun, that's a fun crossover. Yeah. And all these years later, we're also getting a, uh, a Batman spawn, uh, sequel crossover. Yeah. It's a, it's like a one shot, right? Yeah. 48 page one shot. It's going to be written by Todd McFarlane and drawn by Greg Capullo. So and oh, he's nice. a Batman and spawn legend. So I, I, I can't think of somebody more appropriate yeah. to, uh, to draw that. So I'm, I'm excited. They will get my money for that. It also seems to be a lot of like bringing stuff back because um, uh, everybody likes nostalgia. Yeah. Like Extreme X-Men is coming back for another run. I did read about which, that. Uh, I, I, Honestly, I didn't put it in my notes because I didn't give enough of a shit. I didn't, I didn't read it back in the day. It, no, because it was ridiculous 90s yeah, I mean, silliness. Well, yeah, and it, I mean, it's Chris Claremont. He's, he's an X-Men legend, but like... That book did nothing to add to his legendary X-Men no. status. 
I, it only made it onto my notes because I wanted to have something on my notes about comic books. <laughs> it's just like anything I saw that actually had comic books related. I was like, ooh. Uh, the other one I saw, which, which I, I don't have a personal stake in, but uh, they had a, a panel on the Massive Verse with like a Radiant Black and uh, Rogue Sun, uh, the uh, Inferno Girl Red and some of those books by yeah. Image where they've kind of come together and they got a bunch of creators um you know, because they're all creator on books, which is cool. Coalescing that as a single universe, and they're and they're working towards next April. It sounded like doing like a big crossover event uh, with everybody, and uh, there, there's going to be a new Radiant Pink. And I I haven't read Radiant Black, but I've heard lots of great things about it. So I read the 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 first trade for Radiant Black, and and it was it was it was fine. Um, it's it has it very much has a you know like child fulfillment fantasy, you know about finding a thing and becoming a superhero. Yeah. It does have a little a little twist in that first trailer or first trailer, the first trade that was unique. I I didn't keep going with it, but it, but it was it was fine. Yeah, it's been on my list to check out for a while cuz I mean, I've kind of fallen off a bit in on reading superhero comic books just cuz uh, Yeah. when you've been you, you know, using a character for 80 years like what more can you do? Yeah, it's it's tough. And their hands are so tied on their stories on what they can do. Like D, like DC's only going to let you do so much shit with Batman. Well, he's their baby. I think I think DC's ethos right now is to do so much shit with Batman. Yeah, but nothing <laughs> new. Like you're not going to do yeah. like, you know, Robo Batman in the 21st century. Oh, oh they actually, should. Maybe I, they could. I do would that. read that. Yeah, I exactly. That in would fact, be something If somebody from DC hears this, they're probably going to to take <laughs> that to the bank. They're like, "Hey, here's here's another way we can we can get another Batman book out." But he's but you know, still going to be the same character, character, you know. It's just going to be I don't know. It's just not as interesting cuz I know where it's wherever I can guess where everything's going to go cuz I know the character so well. Yeah. So like a new superhero universe with people characters I don't know and I know nothing about them still holds some intrigue to me. Well, and and that's something, you know, like I said, there's a, a, a little little twist. Uh, I think you'll appreciate it. Oh, cool. Um, and I guess the final thing I had was, uh, was uh, our good buddy Bill Shatner. Yeah. Had a few, had a few choice words. Uh, and he, he had a, a, a Shatner on Shatner panel, I guess, for his new documentary about himself. Yeah. Uh, which, when I read the article on it, they mentioned he's 91. Shit. He looks fucking good for 91. Yeah, he looks like he's like 74. Yeah, he looks fucking great for 91, and he's still got most of his, you know, I mean, eh, as much of his mind as might have ever been oh, Okay, there. I thought you were going to say hair, and I'm like, that dude's been wearing a toupee for oh, years. No, 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 no. Like, he, he's he's not as quick as he used to be, but uh, I, I think he's just, you know, he's 91. I don't think he really gives many fucks anymore. No. Like, like he's going to say what he wants to say, and he, like, interviews with him are just sublime to watch because the the answers he gives are never direct and yet and and have all kinds of things you could read into them they're just interesting but in any, any case he was asked um i mean a couple good quotes came out of it he was asked uh about what you know what what he thought about star wars and if star wars is better than star trek and his and his direct quote was fuck star wars but not mark hamill <laughs> I didn't hear the Mark Ham the not Mark Hamill part. That's great. <laughs> Which I mean makes some sense because I think Shatner is doing a voice in the new Kevin Smith He Man yep. thing. So him and Hamill have probably done a little bit of work together, maybe on that. I don't know if they actually see each other at all when they come in to record voice lines, but they're working on the same show. Yep. And the big one, like he he was asked kind of about 
you know, whether or not any of the new Star Treks kind of held up to, you know, the standard of his Star Trek and the older stuff. And, uh, you know, basically said, you know, he, he got, he had gotten to know Gene Roddenberry real well and that he would be turning in his grave at some of this stuff, referring to the new Kurtzman led Star Trek stuff. And, uh, I mean, I think he's probably right because Gene Roddenberry's vision for the future did not involve a bunch of petty adult children running around, ripping eyeballs out and screaming and mutinies. And I just, is Is that what's going on in Star Trek? Have I not been paying attention? Yeah. That's what Star Trek is now. Like eyeballs ripping out and screaming and mutiny. Oh yeah. The fucking discovery opens up with a mutiny or like not really a a pseudo mutiny where the main character going forwards action results in the death of the captain. And that that's how she becomes like, it's, it's it's like the movies where it's big action, giant set pieces. People, yeah, I guess I haven't watched any Star Trek at each other. It's years. like, are you kidding me? Like, it just doesn't feel like Star Trek at all. And like, it's it doesn't have that hopeful utopian future thing. Wow. Um, so yeah, if you never liked Star Trek, you might like the new shit. I mean, I really liked the 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 Abrams stuff. Yeah, so yeah, you'd probably love all the new stuff because it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I can get through that gate with you standing there. <laughs> Shit. Maybe I'll just stay out of Star Trek. No, you go ahead. Enjoy it. Somebody's got to like it. They got to be making it for someone. I mean, yeah, clearly, because the, the, the boring Star Trek isn't around anymore. Yeah. You know, the only thing I've got left that, that I wanted to touch on was, uh, was Masters of the Universe. Because I watched a couple videos of a dude going through um, some Mattel stuff. They they had a cool little showing. They had like a, uh, a, a it's yet to be announced officially, but it was like a new uh, Eternia playset, which has like three bases. One's like a, like it's probably like the main castle in Eternia. Apparently there was an Eternia playset back in the day that I have no idea about. I think I saw like they had a big display like playset set up. I mean, yeah. it was like Massive. seven feet by four feet with just like a giant battle going on and all these yeah, buildings. Yeah, there's like a monorail that goes between yeah. like Snake Mountain and, and, well, and everywhere. So it's it's got like a main castle, a Castle Grayskull section, and a Snake Mountain. And then they had shit tons of figures that uh, that apparently have not been released yet. I mean, there were Snake Men out there. They had uh, all sorts of different He-Mans. Um, but when they were going into the individual figures, one thing that I thought was really cool, I think it was coming through the Origins line, they're doing a series of He-Mans where it's like the original sculpt style, but they're doing one for each of the different He-Mans. So the original 80s, the the uh, the Space He-Man from New Adventures, uh, the 2000X, and then the brand new He-Man. And I thought that was so fucking cool to see all four of them in the original body Yeah, with the original mold. sculpt? Yeah. Just painted with different accessories? Yeah. It looked Ooh. really, really cool, and uh, and same thing from the uh, from the Masterverse line. They're doing some new uh, some Shira characters, and some more uh, Revelations characters. But they're also doing new adventures, He Man, in like Masterverse style. So so you know, just like the the nice like seven inch sculpt yeah. with tons of articulation. I'm like, I'm so glad that all these that that the the history of He Man gets so much love. Part of that is owed to the fact that uh, they're still making these cartoons to sell toys. Yeah. Like, this is all run and put That's out. That's what it has always been. By a toy company. And so, like, yeah, fucking lean on that legacy, dip into that nostalgia. The Someone who's going to pay $80 for a figure is going to be someone who had that original He-Man. It's not going to be some fucking yeah. kid who watches well, and, the new show. And that that does bum me out, but I get it. I mean, I, I saw a, um, a Comic-Con exclusive 
uh, 40 year anniversary He-Man and Skeletor for 80 bucks, but they had like die cast weapons. Cool. Yeah. Man, those sculpts look fucking rad too. That That's a Skeletor I would love to own. Oh, I saw a trailer for the Masters of the Universe season three the, for the the new Netflix series that's uh, CGI. Yeah. And it looked pretty fucking cool. Like I haven't, I'm not through season two. I was watching it with my kid. We watched season one. But, like, it looked like it actually had some real, like, emotional resonance and, like, a continuing story. Unfortunately, I got something spoiled for me about a character in, uh, in season two. But um, it's, you know, it, it doesn't seem like just kitty schlock. Nice. Like, it, it had stakes. But, yeah, I would love to have all four of those He-Mans. I think, I think that's, that's a pretty rad little set there. Um, so, we're done. Yeah, I'm sure we missed a ton of stuff, but uh, I think we covered yeah. all the important things. Here we go. There's a uh, There was a John Wick 4 turbo teaser, like no footage or anything. No, there was a whole trailer. Was there? Yeah. Oh, I only saw a little teaser that was just like where they did like a little like, you know, setting up the movie with like the people in the little reception area. Oh, no, there was a full on trailer. Oh, um, fuck. Okay. I mean, it looked like a John Wick movie. Perfect. I love those fucking movies. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fun. Like you don't. You don't get many just good, violent revenge movies anymore. Yeah. So I'm in. Speaking of Keanu Reeves, his Berserker comic is oh, yeah. coming to Netflix in anime form, which I mean, that, that I've read the first couple issues. Those That first issue is the most violent comic I've ever seen in my entire life. It's been on my list of, of something I want to check out. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. And apparently Archer is still a thing. And the yeah. uh, series creator da- uh, says Daniel Craig wants to be on the show. Yeah. I thought that was neat. When I saw that, that was my reaction was, Archer's still on? Yeah, what the fuck? Like, I mean, I, enjoy, got, I love that show. They've got to uh, be on like season 12 now or something. Yeah, I haven't watched it in years. And uh, my the last little little blurb I have that I thought was neat is Star Trek Picard season three is set to feature most of the Next Generation cast. I think mm. that's neat for fans, but I, I haven't watched any Picard. That, movie, that show's not for fans. Oh, no. Well, maybe they're trying to make it for fans. They're like, remember all these characters you loved? Look, look, they're back. Yeah. Subscribe to Peacock or CBS All Access or whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> All right. Speaking of fucking off. If you enjoyed uh, the show, give us uh, one of those review things on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. We've got swag at uh, shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. And by swag, I mean we got like t-shirts and sweaters with John's beautiful episode art on there. You guys should go check it out. Seriously, it's fucking cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we are a member of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Uh, if you want more Comic-Con stuff, they have been covering it. So if you go to geeklygrind.com, you could check out some of their Comic-Con coverage. You could follow at the Geekly Grind on Twitter. They've been posting tons of shit and lots of cool pictures. And uh, our theme song is Farting Around by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Hasta luego. Bye. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky. From video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more, since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. 
First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons and Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.